Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. And this is Red Sea Roundup. I am their, your host for the day, Pam Marvin. It is Tuesday, September the 19th. And our producer today is Thaddeus. Welcome, Thaddeus. Good morning, Pam. How you doing? Hey, let's not forget, you might also be listening to us on KYAR 98.3 FM in Waco, Lorena, Texas. That's right. Or you might be listening to us on 107.9 FM in Palestine, KYAR. That's right. You know, my mind is still thinking so Excuse small. Excuse me, K-I-N-F, K-I-N-F. K-I-N-F. And my mind is so small. I need to be thinking bigger because we are not just in the Brazos Valley, but we're and beyond. We're a network, baby. Wow. Thanks be to God for yes. that. Yeah. So I hear there's some really, speaking of uh, Waco, there was some really cool things happening in Waco. Yeah. You know, we had some families, benefactors, uh, donors step up in Waco and we got our whole the bill for the transmitter completely paid for. We had a new transmitter that we needed to buy and install. It's up and running in Waco. We've got a strong signal again, and it's it's a testament to to the generosity of the f- people up there. Right, that, that they God. want Catholic radio there, and so it's it's all taken care of. Thank you so much to our our donors in the Waco area. May they receive many of the heavenly graces yeah. for their. Uh, generosity yeah that's awesome so what are you how are you doing i mean i feel like i haven't seen you in a while i know it has it's only been a month ah, but it you feels got longer to, feels i, I longer. know i missed my fifth uh my yes. fifth tuesday and thank you by the way because i really enjoyed my my buddy michael james Meddy, the the catholic musician uh talking to him it was a lot of fun good good well He's got if a you new, ever have... new album out and yeah he's a good good guy if you ever have any times where you want to take that fifth I might. I might you know, actually. I, I felt kind of, you know, kind of kicked to the curb there, though. I don't no, know. <laughs> no, never, 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 never. I no, was happy to give it up. Gratitude happy. that you oh, no. you surrendered it to me. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, just very happy to do that. Um, so tell me about the benefit dinner. I'm very excited. Hey, we're getting to, closer. To, getting a lot closer. Yeah. Um, things are looking good. We've got great participation in table sponsorships. We've had we've had. A, a lot of $500 donor uh, table sponsorships, a lot of some $1,000. We got, I think, one $2,500. We're still looking for that elusive $5,000 table out there, guys. So if, mm. it, you know, maybe you're listening this morning in Brazos Valley here in College Station in Bryan, maybe Franklin, maybe out in Bremond, you know, and you want to... You want to do it. You want to make that $5,000 table sponsorship. You will be front and center to hear the dynamic deacon, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. He's our keynote speaker. That's right. The dynamic deacon. Yes. And he is going to be speaking on the role of Mary in our families, bringing peace and Mm. unity in our families. Our theme is Mary, mother of the domestic church, (sighs) which because our... What's our apostolate? Religious education for the domestic church. So we're all about the family as domestic church and Mary's role and mothering that, mothering all those little domestic churches to maturity. You know, Amen. we need we need her intercession and we need her to be um, a real vital part of our family prayer life and our family vocabulary. Let's say. And what Calling a great her. way to kind of round out this year of the anniversary of Fatima. Exactly. Well, that was the inspiration for it was that it's coming six days after the centenary of the last apparition at Fatima, October mm. 13th. Our benefit dinner is October 19th, Thursday, October 19th, from 630 to 9, St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Parish in College Station. Yes, we were hoping for a great showing to show... Uh, the dynamic deacon just pack have the house. Why don't we dynamic pack, pack, 
dynamic Brazos Valley in yeah, general. Exactly. So we need a dynamic Brazos Valley to to step up to the plate to right. welcome the dynamic deacon. Yeah. So we're we're pumped that he's coming and it's I think it's just gonna be a great a great evening. I hope so. Hope so, so you said um, he is originally from the Caribbean. Yeah, he was Caribbean. The born Caribbean? in the uh, yeah, <laughs> heard it both ways. I think you can say it either way. It, that's what I. That's what I understand. Yeah. Yes, it's like some of those Texas place names. You know, right. some of those are like Bremond. <laughs> uh, Bremond. Bremond. I've been corrected on that a number of times. And and, and where the 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 women's Catholic conference is and oh yeah, let's Buda. jump. Let's jump back to that in a second. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Buda. I think it's from Buda. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's from I believe either Trinidad or maybe the Bahamas, and he emigrated here with his family when he was a, a young child to the United States. But he's a deacon in the diocese of Portland, Oregon. Oregon so he's wow. based in the Northwest. He has a radio show. He's a big, big supporter of Catholic radio, really believes Amen. in its evangelizing mission, its evangelizing power. So I think that's all the more reason that I'm very expectant about him him coming. And I got a chance to meet him at the Diocese of Catholic Men's Conference last February. Really? That's where Dennis I and I met him in him. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he came over and actually did a radio interview for us when we were there live. So gracious. Um is he going to be on the Red Sea Roundup before the Yes, event? Deacon Mike, our dynamic deacon, ah. is going to interview him first week of October. Excellent. Yeah, so get a little preview. Two or three weeks, not mm-hmm. too far away. Mm-hmm. Oh, unbelievable. But you, men- you mentioned the Diocese Women's Conference in Buda. That's right. It's coming up. It's going to be the, oh, it's this Saturday at Santa Cruz, Paris. Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh. Is that in I Austin? Wish uh, it's right outside of Kyle. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sister Miriam James is going to be there. She's she just. You don't, oh, come I on. don't know anything about <gasps> Sister Miriam James. Not. Enlighten She's, me. Enlighten me. Well, she was raised in Woodland, Washington, and graduated from the University of Nevada, Reno, where she played volleyball on hey. a scholarship and majored in communications. Upon graduation, she joined the Society of Our Lady, the Most Holy Trinity a missionary community that serves global areas of the deepest apostolic need. She holds a master's degree in theology from the Augustine Institute. That's good now, stuff. No, she actually, I think she played collegiately, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds like it, yeah, at yeah. the University of Nevada. Yeah, so that's why uh, her testimony is really pretty powerful mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. I love these athletes turn whole, yeah. turn religious. That's yeah. so cool. Volleyball's, you know, a big part of our, our, our life. In the ours right household. now. Is it? Right now, yeah, it's very big. My dot's been been very sad. She said, Mom, I want to be really so much better at volleyball. Oh. She wants to be good. She's got some friends that are That's real good. Natural. She has that fire in her belly, that desire. She doesn't know what to do, and I don't know how to help her. Mm. Maybe, but I think you know someone that does. Maybe I'll talk to her. Yeah, maybe talk off the air. <laughs> talk off the air about that. No, it's been so fun. You know, Little dots. Not too long ago, my St. Joseph Eagle, Eagles varsity was rated fourth in the state for yeah. tap. So it's... Uh. It's so fun to watch those girls. They've been kill on. A, it. They've been. They've been a lot better the last few years. Yeah. See, it kind of turned around about that time that we had a little young lady coach that uh, just did a lot of good for us. He's being humble, folks. Yeah, but yeah. yes, they have a good you, coach Robin. now. Yes, we coach love now. Coach Pat. Love yep. Coach Pat. Well, also at the women's conference is Kathleen Beckman, okay. president and co-founder of the Foundation for Prayer for Priests. That should be a really great conference. I got some friends going out there. Y'all need to call in and tell us what that was like. I'd love to hear about it. Mm-hmm. But you know what else is going on? What? Even more recently or sooner than that, Aquinas Fest. Dun, dun, dun. St. Thomas Aquinas. Are we going to be doing a live broadcast this year? Do you know? uh, we're, still, we're still in sure. negotiations. Oh, that's negotiations. right. All righty. All right. Well, Friday night is a bingo. Doors will open at 530. All are welcome. B49. Get your 49 under B. So bring your picnic dinner, and you can plan on purchasing hot dogs as well if you want to. Is there um, actually going to be picnicking there? That's what they say. Wow. Not sure, you know. Especially, Outside? Especially. No, in the pack. Picnicking Pic- inside. Sure, sure. Why not? That's interesting. Yeah. Doesn't that just mean you bring your own? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I guess bed. so. I'm just imagining, you know, a picnic basket and laying out a red and white checkered. You could tablecloth, do that. absolutely. But but you know, you won't 
see me eating hot dogs much anymore, especially with my guests coming up after yeah. break. Who's your guests? Who, oh, are, who do we have on this morning? Um, Dr. Peter Minky and his mm-hmm. lovely wife, Amy. You're going to come talk to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Real pioneers of uh, wellness and healthy living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I may be remiss if I didn't tell you part of the inspiration behind kind of this thing that's going on is that I, I really feel that Christ is calling us to to be pure, not only in um, our thoughts, our mind, but in our bodies as well, yeah. in a real physical way. So yeah. clean eating, um, environment as well. And we're going to get to all of those kind of You could of see how that kind of spins off the theology of the body quite quite well. So I, I'm not not surprised that you're you're making those kind of connections. Yeah, there's and so he's much got an more. interesting story about how he came to, you know, right. his practice. Yeah. So, so what? Yeah. So what made Listen it motivate up. you? What motivates you to be healthy? Are you a clean eater? Do you eat pretty clean? I'm a clean eater because I, you know, I want to be. Uh, I know what's good for me. I know where where my bread is buttered at, mm, at home. Okay. So I have someone who's who's leading us. That's see, that's really awesome. In that, and so I I support. I support that person. I support uh, my wife in that endeavor. That's really awesome. Yeah. This is good. I mean, it's t- taking good care of me, taking good so, care of our children. Well, I, I do have a small confession to make. I think in the beginning, mm-hmm. when I was in my early 20s, and, and to some extent today, so mm-hmm. I'm going to confess that it's still around, was my vanity. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to keep the weight off. I didn't want to gain weight. I yeah. wanted to look good, you know, because right. um, of my vanity. So yeah. that was a healthy, it's like, that's a good example of how your sin can can also lead to, True. to True. good. But know, give, so. give a listen to this this interview and see what they have to say, folks. We're, we're obviously, this isn't Vatican endorsed. It's not something you have to do to be a good Catholic, but um, give it a listen and, and see see what you think. But, you know, we ha- have we talked about the maternity home? <gasps> No, we have not. We have not. That's coming up as well. The Fiesta Banquet. What great work they do over there. I mean, giving a place for those young women to have a safe, stable place to um, get ready to give birth to their children and uh, the first year of life, I believe. That's right. That's right. You know, so, so important. Safe place. A very safe place to be. Safety and stability and Mm -hmm. and learning... um, good practices for taking care of that baby. Right. If you're interested in attending this banquet um, to help support our local community and hear their keynote speaker, Stephanie Lee, who is a wife and mother of no, four. Not that's, that's not our Stephanie not our Lee, Stephanie who's Lee. director of KYAR. Right, right. It's a different Stephanie Lee. But she gives some powerful pro-life testimony and it's inspiration to many and reveals her deep desire to invest in our community. And that's going to be, when is that? That is Thursday, September 28th. Thursday, September From 7 28th. to 9. Okay. And if you would like to attend, uh, you may go to... the, the to, Brazos Valley Expo Center, correct? Oh, I believe that's right. Yeah. You may go to elizabethhousematernityhome.com for more information or to get your tickets to come and support mm-hmm. this very mm-hmm. And let's circle back to our benefit dinner, October 19th. KEDC benefit dinner here in the Brazos Valley. That's redcradio.org slash benefit. You can get tickets or sponsor that $5,000 table. Right. And you know what I kind of like to think of is the Brazos Valley. Well, it is Brazos Valley all the way into Waco, but in the Bryan College Station area, I want to say that was kind of like the center of the heart. I mean, all yeah. of it is the heart of Texas, but um, because of the donors and because of the passion of the people that that listen in this area and their generosity, their donation, and their fire and vigor yep. um, to spread God's love and word through the airwaves yep. um, ha- caused a ripple effect, that beautiful ripple effect that yep. Mother Teresa talks of. Yep. That spread to Waco and now to Palestine. Mm-hmm. And we've got other places in the works, too. Can't Ooh. say anything about that now. Oh, yeah. Still on the wraps. Under on a QT, QT but right. other places, too. All right. Mm-hmm. So that week of October, actually, though, the same week as our benefit dinner, that's a big week here in the the Bryan College Station area. There's two other big events going on that week. Got earlier some dear that friends that are helping to put this together. Tell yeah. us about it. Earlier that week is the arrival of the a first class relic of Saint Anthony of Padua, 
San Antonio, San de Parua, mm-hmm. to St. Anthony's Parish in Bryan. That's a that's a when piece of his piece of his body. Wow, coming piece of his flesh going to be housed permanently. The bishop's going to be there to dedicate it. Really? Yes. It's a permanent. And permanent. Okay. Permanent relic. And that, you know, that's going to be a place of pilgrimage. And you don't know what kind of healings might come from that. Physical, spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's pretty exciting. It's pretty, very big, exciting. Big deal. Well, big deal. So we're very, very thankful for, for that. Um, and then that Saturday of that same week, October 21st, 2017, from 10 to 11.30 a.m. at Bomber Stadium, there's a family rosary crusade put on by um, several members of some of the local parishes here in Bryan College Station. And it's going to be, you know, it's an outdoor rosary rally. That's uh, amazing. Public, pro- public profession of our of our faith. At the Bomber Stadium. At the Bomber Stadium. They're, they're wanting thousands upon thousands. Now they wanna, I think they want to get a thousand people there. We can do, do this. So Brad we can Vistale. do that, guys. Hey, if we can close our local Planned Parenthood and have a beautiful maternity home mm-hmm. and 40 Days for Life's origin place, we can get a thousand people in the Bomber Stadium. Yep. Pray for pray for good weather that day, too. Yeah. So please come out, attend the Family Rosary Crusade, Saturday, October 21st at Bomber Stadium. There's a, a procession, a, a procession, <laughs> a crowning of Our Lady, and a living rosary. That's awesome. That's going to be prayed. Wonderful way to, again, also round out the year of Fatima before we before we head into a new liturgical year. So many ways to honor Mary. Go honor Mary today by by saying a rosary. And if you know what, I this is such a great. You know, I, I have people some say, you know, Pam, I desire to say a rosary daily, but this just it's just too overwhelming. I can't get it all done. So you know, I tell them start small. Start with just one decade, mm-hmm. and maybe a decade throughout the day. And pretty soon you're working your way up to three. And then pretty soon you're working your way up to five. So perseverance is is really the way. So honor Our Lady today and throughout this rest of this um, year of the anniversary of Fatima by uh, saying your rosary. Mm -hmm. Learn learn all the mysteries. I'm going to have to start quizzing my kids on that. And come out to our benefit dinner on Thursday, October 29th, and you'll you'll be inspired to make the rosary a more central place in your family prayer too, I think. But speaking of prayer and goodness, hang on. So after the break, uh, we'll be back with Dr. Peter Minky and his beautiful wife, Amy. And we're going to be talking about um, wellness overall, both body and spirit. So stay tuned. Although we may have not been gone very long, I don't know. Thaddeus, what's going on? But it, with me this uh, this wonderful morning, high atop the St. Mary's Catholic Center, are Dr. Peter Minky and his beautiful wife, Amy. Thank you guys so much for coming. It's been a long time coming because I've wanted you for so long since the beginning of the summer. How are y'all doing today? We're doing great. Yeah, we're doing Good. well. Thank you for taking time out of your day to to come and be um, with us and to share your wisdom. Um, as I was saying right before the break, I've been a long time admirer. We've been in the same parish for gosh, I've been there twenty six. I think y'all have been there twenty. Well, I went about to that. high school there. <laughs> really, have you been here the whole time? Yeah, you've you've never left College Station, Brian. Pretty much. I did not know that about you, Amy. Well, I'm so very thankful. Um, they're with Minky Wellness. And today, as I was sharing before the break, I, I wanted to bring them in because um, this topic is just so very close to my heart in so many ways. And Amy put words to it. We had a little pre-show visit yesterday where she talks about the the theology of, of being well and body and spirit. But before we hop into that, um, it's so fascinating for those folks that don't really know your story. 
Peter, about how all this came to be, like your background and and why God got you to the point he got you to now. Well, I, I think, how. well, for me anyway, it comes from personal, you know, the personal wellness journey, if you want to call it that. Um, and I, when I started a and uh, had no idea, you know, the path that you're going to take. You think you're just going to go along and, you know, get your degree, yada, yada. But at starting my junior year, I had uh, diagnosed with bone cancer, uh, went through 10 months of aggressive chemotherapy, had to drop out of school, went down to MD Anderson, um, did some very aggressive chemotherapy, uh, was very depleted and, and injured, I mean, chemically injured at the end of that process. I didn't understand that. I didn't realize that. Um, but years, you know, fast forward a few more years, and I was having lots of different complications and problems. And when Amy and I met and got married, or, you know, looking to get married and, and then got married, there was that part about when you change, when you get married, you have to get off of your parents' insurance, right? So this was actually a very traumatic thing because I had to leave my doctor. I had to, I had to leave, you know, going to MD Anderson and, and start with something else. Well, it was actually a, truly a godsend because the, the, uh, I went to Scott and White and they had a, uh, a doctor that sat with me and went over all of my blood work and looked at it. He said, this is, you know, very concerning. Uh, and what he ended up basically diagnosing me with was chemotherapy-induced lymphoma. Oh, and my. so I had gone from one cancer to another. And at that point, I decided this wasn't working. Um, I needed an approach that was going to be feel more honoring to God in terms of respecting the body. So clearly we had beat up the cancer, but I beat up my body in the process. And I thought, we've got to come up with something better than this. And so for years I've been working on a wellness approach. At that point when I had that diagnosis, I literally walked away um, and I never went back. And my parents freaked out and, and you know they wanted me to continue getting testing and all the rest of that stuff for, for all the, and I was like, look, I know where it's headed. It's not heading in the right direction. And when I asked him, I said, what happens when you, if we need to treat this, this new cancer? He said, well, chemotherapy. Well, let me slow you in one second because the, the timeline is pretty cool too. So you're in college when this begins, but you actually don't go ahead and finish school and you get your degree in. I did. I finished my uh, degree in molecular cell biology. See, that's huge. Um, did, you get a, did you go on to get an advanced degree after that as well? Right. I went on to get my PhD in biology as well. See, that's just crazy. So he knows of from what he speaks of, folks. So that, that's, a, that's the main point right there. So you were in school, you've left, and what was the first thing you did? I mean, you're just starting to think, I've, I've got to take a different approach. What do I do? The different approach really was the first thing I was like, there's got to be information out there. And honestly, I, I really thought if I have to go to some weird herb farm in California or go to some guru in India, I was willing to do that. I, I wasn't thinking of it from a spiritual perspective. I just thought, there's no, where do I go for wellness stuff? Well, my, my brother had bought me a gift certificate to Barnes & Noble. This is back when Barnes & Noble wasn't here. So I couldn't use this gift certificate because there wasn't one here. And uh, of course, online didn't exist. And um, so I, I, I ended up going through Houston at one point. I had my card with me and I said, oh, there's a Barnes & Noble, let's stop over. So I went and stopped and I went to their shelf on wellness there's a whole rack, I mean, of MD, PhD people writing books on all this stuff about wellness. So I grabbed a couple of those, started reading about herbs, started reading about wellness, and I was floored at how much information was available for healing, healing and wellness mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And I thought, how come my doctor wasn't telling me about this? How come this isn't the approach? How come this isn't the normal approach? So I started working with understanding my body and, and listening to my body. That was the mm -hmm. first key. Mm -hmm. I had to listen to my body. And the first step was to stop poisoning myself and recognizing when something was not good for me and stop doing it. That sounds kind of ridiculous, but most of our diet is contaminated in some fashion. Uh, and if you know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, do I? Ever. I mean, between the sugar and the and why trans don't, fats. Why don't people blah, believe blah, blah, blah. this when we tell them that? Why don't people believe us? No, they they believe it. It's just the problem is the entire industry has basically crafted an addictive uh, substance, yes. uh, sugar and additives, um, MSG. All those things are addictive, and we are physiologically hooked, and yes, so it becomes difficult for us to um, to want to change. And then, of course, the, just the pure Social, I mean, cultural pressure. I mean, where are you going to go to eat? You, right. If you, if you it becomes follow, more difficult. Well, yeah. it's a lot easier than it was when we started 20 years ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
it was we couldn't go out to eat. We couldn't go anywhere. I mean, you had to be. You couldn't even go to a friend's house and eat because if you know you, they'd put down something in front of you and you go, oh well, what's in that? And that's that's not a pleasant social yeah. thing to do, right? I mean, you have well, to. But I had to do that. I had to. Yeah, of I, course. I had no choice. Uh, I, you know, it wasn't working for me in the other way. And so I really had to pay attention and mm-hmm. had to do a lot of um, avoiding toxins, avoiding the bad stuff. And that was my first step. Yeah, I, I have to say on that that note, with me personally just doing I don't have a, a great impetus to do it other than as I've aged, I've just... I, I've learned more. I, I just got on this thing where, you know, I, I got this quest about a year, two years, three years ago more about, so what is the perfect human diet? I was telling Amy, I even watched a documentary on the perfect human diet because as I started growing in my spiritual life, I started growing this desire, um, you know, it started with just purity of the eyes and purity of the flesh as well. And I thought that really translated into um, that purity of in diet and what I'm putting in my body as well. Um, and there was so much out there that I've been still, I, I got more confused <laughs> than anything else. But the one thing that I, I always concern myself with, when, this is where the spirituality meets the diet as well, is, oh, screw tape letters kept coming back to me about the sin of delicacy. And it's because in my case, it's not going to like, you know, it may make me feel groggy, but otherwise I don't really have any physical pain. That's my biggest manifestation is, is um, brain fog, right? Which I do believe, I don't know if we'll have time to even talk about that, but the type three diabetes, I believe that's really pretty strong in my family um, in general, because we have type two severe type one diabetics as well, but that's a whole nother story. So that's one of the reasons I was starting to look at that was really, I came to know quickly, I needed to to eat for the the glucose, keeping the blood glucose level down, and it's very hard to do. So anyway, I don't want to get off too much on that because I want you to talk a little bit more on this theology of being well. The, go ahead, Amy. I was going to say that um, when we were talking on the way over here, that really comes down to that we are incarnate beings. We are made both flesh and spirit. We cannot separate those. Just like we can't separate that, Jesus is not only. God or only human, he's both, and they're intertwined, and and we are made in that image, and so we cannot separate those. So we have to honor, in order to honor us as the temple of God, we have to honor our flesh, and we have to really take care of that. And it really does come to those those daily decisions. Um, You know, Peter had that dramatic um, experience where he could really tell in his body when things were poisoning because he had a very dramatic, um, his lymphatic system reacted to that. But, you know, I'm, I'm following along, I'm watching him and, you know, my eyes are getting wide, like, what did I get into? And I'm not really, you know, I, I didn't have that same physiological experience. And so it really came down to paying attention to those little things for people that, that don't have a lot of um, obvious wellness issues. We have to look at it over time and say, am I headed in the right trajectory? Um, is this really helping me grow or is this bringing me down? Um, is this birthday cake that I'm about to put in my mouth with the blue icing, yeah. is this really helping me? Is this bringing me closer to God? And it, it, sometimes that sounds a little fanatical, but um, it really does come down to that. Wow. Well, but that has to be an, an honest answer because a lot of people will look at that cake and say, definitely, this is getting me closer to God. <laughs> um, I mean, when I eat the that. Euphoric. But, well, and that's that addiction that I'm talking yeah. about. That, you know, we have to distinguish between true wellness and something that feels good, tastes good for the moment. And those two things can be very confusing, which, of course, the devil wants us to be confused about these things. Mm-hmm. That's so very true. This, I wanted to mention about the, the spirituality of wellness. As Amy said, we're, we can't separate the you know, body from spirit. We, are, we come to be at the moment of conception, which is a physical event. Mm-hmm. But that physical event brings us into spiritual existence as well. So if you looked at it from that perspective and say, what does that little cell need? You know, how do we take care of that little cell? And if you understand how vulnerable we were when we started at that single cell, and that was who, that was it. That was, that was me, right? I'm, I now exist at a single cell. How fragile is that? How much do I need to protect and care for that? Well, you know, now we're 15 trillion cells later, and it doesn't seem such a big deal. Well, if I kill off a few cells here and there, no big deal. But that's kind of how I look at it and say, well, it's that important, you know, that we take care of that physical element uh, because that's housing that spirit. 
Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I learned when I had um, Donna Hannes on the uh, naturopathic medicine, she was saying that it's the, you know, and, and we're hearing a lot more about it lately too. It's the gut brain connection because those are the, that, that's the two, the first connection as we are being formed in our mother's womb. Can you speak any more on that topic at all about that, the, the gut brain connection? You hear so much about, oh, leaky gut and all this kind of stuff. It's a big, messy topic. I don't oh, know. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that may be all you need to say. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's there's enough neurons to in the in the supposedly in in the stomach area to almost be a second brain. So we're very tuned to. Let me say it this way: what it means is we are capable of being very aware of our diet. Mm. Okay, and we can be very aware of what's going on because we have that much "quote unquote" intelligence in our stomach, in our gut. So most of us are ignoring that. Most of us are pounding that into the ground with you know, high inflammation foods and, and you know, causing stress with partially hydrogenated vegetable oil and, and you know, high fructose corn syrup and, and sugar and all that stuff. And so we're actually harming that second brain to the point where we're no longer aware of our bodies mm. because we've jam, you know, jammed up and, and gummed up our digestive so bad that you know that's our second brain that's our second way of knowing what's going on and it's very it's very much organic it's down here and it's down in the core so if we lose that ability to pay attention to that if we cause all those neurons to be inflamed and irritated then we're we've lost half of our intelligence our body mm. intelligence so it it becomes an issue of body awareness you've got to know what's going on in your body otherwise you're looking for answers on the outside Right. I mean, we're always looking for, like you said, the next diet. What's what should I eat? What you know, we're never going to have that perfect answer because what I really need in my body changes daily because who I am changes daily. Right. I might have more demands on my body after I do a, a, a heavy intellectual experience where I'm thinking and praying hard. Well, now I've got whole whole new demands that my body needs to feed the brain. Whereas if I go out and shovel some dirt, I've got a different set of demands. Why would I think the same diet is going to work for those demands? Mm-hmm. You know, those are completely different things. So if I really were to pay attention, if you watch how animals eat, they don't eat the same thing every single time. They go out and they find out what they need. And they, you know, mm-hmm. go out and they eat little bits here, a little bit there. We, we really are capable of doing the same thing, but, you know, we take out whatever's convenient out of the package and stuff it in our mouth. Okay, which rem- gets me to one of the subjects that I think is going to be, I would love to talk about some more, is the self-awareness aspect of it. I would say there's some people, for health reasons, become more aware, but say we have a listener that's listening right now and it's like, yeah, I know they're right, but I don't know the first thing about becoming self-aware of what my body needs. What kind of coaching would you give them? So I, I started out because I had that very extreme experience where if I did something bad to my body, I could feel it immediately, mm-hmm. right? So I had that contrast. We learn by contrast, right? If, if I do the good thing, it helps me. If I do the bad thing, it hurts me, and I can tell that. Well, telling that is the problem, right? And that if we are sensitive enough, we can start to tell those things. But some of it is you just take some simple coaching and you say, okay, look, I know I should avoid sugar. I know I should avoid sugar. That shouldn't be that shouldn't be a difficult thing. There's scientific studies that show this. This is something we all know about. So how about you try it? Get rid of sugar for oh, refined sugar. Refined sugar, yeah. Get rid of refined sugar, high, high fructose corn syrup. Artificial sugar. Artificial sugar. Get rid of that entirely out of your diet. Work hard to get rid of that for let's say a week, two weeks, thirty days. Then go back and add it back. Then you'll know, right? Mm, you will know. You will know what that's doing to you. I've had people who take my advice in terms of eliminating the, the, the junk out of their diet. They, feel, they start feeling better. They get rid of the brain fog. They start, you know, the inflammation reduces in their body. They start feeling good. They're able to exercise. And then they fall off the wagon. How easy is it to fall off the wagon? Very super easy, v- super easy, right? So then they're on vacation. They go, well, I'm not going to do this wellness thing while I'm on vacation. It's too hard. So they stop and they eat some junk. And literally within 30 minutes, they can barely function. And then they realize, wow, I didn't realize it was so fast of a contrast. I didn't realize how damaging that stuff really is. But if you're in it all the time, every day, you don't know how damaging it is because you have never known anything else. That's so true. So so what I'm hearing is you say that for anyone who's listening now who really thinks, okay, I really want to get more 
spiritually in line with my physical health, the first thing to do is to stop poisoning yourself. Stop poison. Okay, let's talk about those main poisons first in diet, then in environment, because I'm really big on environment as well. So you just mentioned um, sugar, uh, bad sugars. Although when someone like myself, who's very sensitive to sugar in general, I've been told to even reduce the amount of fruits, but that's just me, right? So like my fruits, I shouldn't have it first thing in the morning for breakfast. I was even, you know, Donna was saying, Pam, you need to have vegetables in the morning. You don't need to have vegetables really. You know what? I love vegetables now. I did the Whole30. I was telling Amy because I thought that made a lot of sense. A dietary reboot. It's a little more drastic, but it's definitely something that you could do to become more self-aware. We did it together, Paul and I, as um, a dietary reboot because I like the dietary reboot and he was really wanting to lose some weight. And both of us really got what we were we were after and find more what we're sensitive to. So that's one thing. We're taking out those most inflammatory foods. So you want to talk about, high, inf- Amy, some high inflammatory foods to, to really avoid? We tend to say... Uh- to cut out trans fats first, um, which is partially hydrogenated vegetable oil. So if you pick up your labels, basically read every single label when you're going through. If you're not buying produce, then you need to be reading the label. And uh, you turn it over and you read it. And if it says trans fats or partially hydrogenated oil, you don't buy it, period. Don't buy it. If it's on the ingredient list, put it back on the shelf. And we, we talk about having zero tolerance for trans fats which um, you can do that for your grocery shopping. And that's what I would start with. Just make sure it doesn't come into your house. And then and then you can start working on when you're out and about. Um, but make sure it does not come in your house. And um, the reason we start with that is because the quality of your fat affects your brain. Affects oh, sure. Everything. Sure. But I want to stop you a second just to talk about some of the more common items in every day that you'll find these ingredients like one thing that's really screaming at me now is like potato chips, mm-hmm. fries, potato chips, mm-hmm. those kind of, you know, it, the the French fries as well. Even the oh, yes. sweet potato fries, which I, I was there for a while. I was like, well, I know it's fried, but it's a sweet potato so I can get away with it. Right. But you're saying what were some other big offenders that might be in every day? Bread, tortillas um, in Texas. Um, those are the main things. Anything like rolls, um, pie crusts, uh, anything bakery. Uh, like you basically any kind of grocery store bakery, you need to just walk by it. Um, in fact, our kids, it's funny, they went down the aisle of the bread aisle and they're like, what's that smell? <laughs> or, you know, they've never had that bread. And and so they really didn't even recognize the smell of standard bread. And and you don't realize if you're eating it all the time, how how much toxin you're putting in. Right. Okay. Okay. So those are the trans. But what's exciting now is that options are available. When we started 20 plus years ago, it was really, really hard to find. But you can go into a standard grocery store, you can go into Walmart and find options. Um, that's what we do when even when we're traveling. And so you, you, you just have to be diligent, but you can do it. Okay. So what's your alternative to a tortillas? That's a big favorite at our house, either corn or... Um... They exist. You just have to read the labels. Um, actually, a good transition tortilla is the the whole wheat ones from um, HEB makes right there. Um, it doesn't have the trans fat in it? I don't think it does. Actually. It doesn't. The whole wheat one doesn't. But the other one does. I think so. You have to You have, <laughs> you to, have check. to read the label. You really do. That's <laughs> crazy. Another source of hydrogenated oils is peanut butter. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, any, any, and then just the spreads. You know, you got to look at, at uh, your... your um, Salad dressings, your spreads, your fake butters, those are all hydrogenated oils. And mm. so you got to get rid of those. You know, that, yeah. that those were really fast on the list. Um, right. We transitioned to real butter several years ago and this would, year to grass fed. <laughs> I was going to say, I highly recommend if you're doing animal products to go organic. Yes. Um, I know it's more expensive, but that will also reduce your consumption when it costs more. <laughs> and, and you don't need yeah. as much because it's more Correct. rich in nutrients is what we've come to find out too. So self-awareness, start by cutting out those things. One of the things that was enlightening for me, because this is why I want to share it, is um, when I did Whole30, I didn't know that dextrose was sugar. I didn't. You know, I'm 52 years old and didn't know dextrose was sugar. And then it comes in table salt. Uh-huh. So that our salt even has sugar in it. I'm like, oh, that's not really... Read the label. I've, you know, I've been a label reader forever 
because I don't know why, just intellectual curiosity maybe it started out as, but um, dexterous and table salt. So we've transitioned not just to sea salt, but the Himalayan kind, the pink salts that have more minerals because there's not enough. Sure. Yeah, you have to recognize that you, when you're talking about you know where where you pick your battles, right? So how much dextrose is going to be in your salt? Probably not very much, you know. Mm. So what I'm saying is that's probably not a big source. Whereas if you know if I'm trying to clean up the the sugar in my life, then buying that five pound bag of white sugar and that's still sitting in the in the you know the pantry, that's the danger. It's like okay, well I'll just do a little bit of that or put that spoonful of sugar in my in my coffee or whatever or even eat some of these healthy nutrition bars but if you look at it it's got 22 grams of sugar in it and that's just sugar even if it's organic sugar it doesn't right? yeah it doesn't it doesn't matter at some level right. really it does come down to what you were saying at the start which is glycemic index we've oh, got yeah. to regulate your glycemic index so if you it my only diet my I have two diet advices when it comes to basic food one is a low glycemic index and the other is clean, pure food. In other words, it you can have, um, well, I'll just leave it at that, pure food, right, unadulterated, no chemicals, no additives, and then keep it low glycemic index. That's awesome. Well, you know, I, I actually just looked over the clock. I was like, holy moly, where did the time go? So we with, we still have 10 minutes. That's a good thing. But I want to do talk about, um, to move on a little bit from diet to environment, because that's been a really big deal for, Huge. for most people that know, know me, know that I'm now a fertility care practitioner intern for a few more months. And um, I've actually been quite flabbergasted by the amount of subfertility I've seen in our charts. Um, and I know the diet's a huge part of that, very big. The inflammation is off the charts. We've seen an increase in uh, a lot of things, the polycystic ovaries and the endometriosis. So I want to talk about for just a little bit about how to clean up our um, our personal environments that we're using our homes. Let's just start with our homes. I've been transitioning for the last year away from all of the chemical products and things like that. Um, but I want to hear, Amy, you want to talk on that for a second, how you've cleaned up your environment at home? Like you've probably been doing this for years because that is, they are pioneers. <laughs> so tell me, tell me like cleaning products that you use and, and like, Oh, if you're going to transition for something, go here. Right. If you're starting out, I would go unscented and just, pick you know go down get your unscented anything you can get unscented because the artificial fragrance is actually damaging your ability to pay attention it's literally coating your nostrils your respiratory system it's it's kind of like peter was talking about with the gut it's doing the same thing to your respiratory system and that that uh, connection with your brain so you're literally not able to pay attention to your body when it's coated in artificial fragrance so get rid of the dryer sheets get rid of the scented detergents and that's a great way to start you don't have to necessarily go out and buy expensive natural products um, in fact, some of them have artificial fragrance and in, in them. Oh, no. So, you know, you want to um, make sure that you're getting um, go unscented. That's a great way to transition. And then you'll be smarter in your body. Well, I've, I found personally what I my local my latest cleaning product, because I can't re I don't really do the more expensive ones. is just a combination of vinegar and alcohol water and maybe a few drops of essential oils to, to give it a smell if I want that still stinks. People still complain about it, but I know it's clean, but we've done that. We've gone to like a simple wash powder in, in our laundry, um, but stain removers, I don't know. That's kind of tough. When you're talking about fertility, it becomes really, really important to get rid of those synthetic fragrances. Many of the fragrance products are laced with phthalates and their hormone disruptors at very small quantities. Mm. So if people are really messing up their hormone systems and women's bodies are more sensitive to those, to those hormonal influences than men's. But those phthalates that are in the fragrances, they're mixed in for a variety of chemical reasons. Feminine hygiene products. No fragrances, ladies. Get rid of mm -hmm. all the fragrances. Yeah. And especially if you're, if you're organic, actually. Yeah. If you're burning <laughs> candles, et cetera, et cetera. You oh, know. that's right. I forgot about the candles as well. Anything in the air, it penetrates right through. Wow. Yeah, I, that's one of the first things I say to some of my, my ladies is like, you know, Stop Stop the body wash. That's a big mm. thing. You know, like when lotion. you and I were, oh, I didn't think about the lotions, but body wash, we had bars of soap of ivory, which is real standard and fairly clean. Um, I just say go with like a steel soap of some kind, just a real basic organic type of 
Castile soap and get away from it, which we've transitioned to that in our home. But then you go into shampoos and mm-hmm. uh, uh, fragrance-free shampoos. They make them, actually? No, they're mm. really hard no, to find. No, they don't. Um, yeah, that's why we, we work with a particular line of products. But um, Yes. you well, got to find a line of products you trust that you really understand. And the problem is that when, they, when it comes to the fragrances, that's where people fail in the, in the companies. They, the company makes a good product, makes a good shampoo base, and then they put a, a synthetic essential oil in it because they're too expensive to make mm-hmm, to good the real oils. Mm-hmm. So no one wants to pay top dollar for their shampoo, but they really need to because that's where the problem comes in is when the fragrance. Right. Well, speaking of that, I have a really kind of a cool story to tell you guys that my mom was telling me on the back porch not too long ago. My grandmother was awesome housekeeper. She did it all. And she used to dry the uh, sheets on the line outside, right? Because it would make them smell so good. Well, mom tells this really great story that when she stayed with that family where with all the sheets and the diapers were dried on the line outside, my brother's diaper rash would clear up with the sun-dried diapers, whereas the, the dryer-dried ones back then, um, the diaper rash would then, then come up. So that there's actually one of the best ways, if you really want to get some good fragrance into your stuff, line dry it. The sunshine is amazing. And she was saying that the vitamin D can actually get absorbed into um, the fabrics. It's, I was like, I'd never heard that. I, I don't, don't know anything know. about that, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Because I thought, wow, that'd be kind of cool if you could absorb some vitamin D through your skin by your dry. Oh, I think you clothes. can absorb vitamin D through the skin. I don't know if it's going to come through sunning your clothes. Okay. But uh, yes, you can put vitamin D on the surface of your skin and absorb it. Right. Everything that you put on the skin, you should assume absorbs. So when you look at your ingredient list on your lotions and all the rest of the stuff, and it's got this long chemical list of things that you wouldn't ever dream of eating, you probably don't want to put it on your skin. Okay, Peter, this is one of the question that, you know, I've really so concerned about for my lady. So of about 20 some odd clients that I have, I would say about 20 of them exhibit uh, low progesterone. Now, I have some theories about that, but if we want to inc- decrease artificial estrogens or hormones in the environment, do A, and if you want to increase uh, a good, healthy progesterone, do B. So go. What do you say? Okay, so decreasing your estrogens would be clean up your environment in terms of those chemicals that we're talking about, the synthetic fragrances, but also watch out for dairy. Uh, modern dairy is least, late, uh, has loaded up with estrogens. Um, just that's that's coming from a cow, right? And uh, the problem there's a whole I can go down that road, but it's basically well, I would I would avoid all dairy products. Uh, if you're trying, you say that even cheese, because I heard well, no cheese cheese changes just a little bit. There's, okay, I mean I because think because the fermentation because the, yes. the process breaks down a lot of that. You know, so I, I haven't actually seen studies that test levels of estrogen in cheese. So I have to be a little bit, you know, kind of hand waving. But my experience of cheese is totally different, you know, different than than okay. milk. Okay. So I would avoid dairy. Um, and then if you want to build up your progesterone, most of the time it's that people are burning up their progesterone with stress. Burning it. Wait, wait. Let me, I want to pause on that. Burning it up with stress. Okay. So when you stress, you use up progesterone. Right. And so okay. most women are really, they're probably, you, you don't need to boost more progesterone. You need to stop using it up with okay. stress. And, and what's your recommendation for that, doctor? Well, learn how to breathe and use some essential oils and get some massage. No, relaxation. <laughs> I think our Prayer. baseline stress, yes, our baseline stress is just so, super high. You know, I can wake up, uh, like my eyes shoot open with my alarm and my to do list goes through my head and my adrenaline through the roof, you know, I'm laying there. It's like um, like this equivalent adrenaline to jumping out of an airplane, you know, uh, skydiving when I'm like, woo, I got lots to do today. And I think that's our normal in our society. And so we have to fight that. We have to work and work and work to bring ourselves down into the calm and the presence and to, yeah, prayer. Uh, deep breathing can literally bring us back into our bodies and bring bring that self awareness and help us to calm down. It's a fundamental. We've got right. to fundamentally calm down. So you know what I'm hearing is that folks, you should just say your rosary every day <laughs> yeah. and it all will be well, right? It's amazing. It's it's uh, 
Um, I think you can say your rosary while you're stressed. I mean, I, I'm not. <laughs> what I'm saying is that it, it, there really are, and I'm not. I'm not ruling out prayer. What I'm saying is there. I, I think a lot of people will assume like they can do prayer and as if it's like a, a, a medication that's going to, rather than really get into the sense of what it is I'm trying to do. Right. Taking a breath in between, you know, a deep breath in between each Hail Mary and stuff. You know, I mean, yes. I could get through the rosary in sure. you know nine and well, a half minutes. How about you? I am, yeah. No, you know, no, no way. Thirty minutes, man. <laughs> but but you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I mean, you know, which I'm glad you bring that up because. Um, one of the themes that I hear just among friends so much is, is we talk about how Christ said, my peace I live with my peace. You said the two things he said the most on the planet is my peace I leave with you and be not afraid. Those are the two things. So what does he mean by having that peace? And I, I, I see, um, and what's really been very beneficial to me is that when we have that stress and that anxiety, it's kind of like trying to take it more on ourselves instead of what, uh, God do the rest. You know, we do our best part. We give our best self, whatever that means, and let God do the rest. And we'll have that peace of heart, which lowers that stress and ladies increases our progesterone. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> we can say it that way. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's one of those things of got to, got to turn off the stress sources. Right. And one of those is the media. The media sells Amen. fear. It sells fear. So we just need to understand that we can do a lot of things that can protect you. talked about in the very beginning, talking about guarding your eyes, guarding your eyes, guarding your mind, right? And so watch out what we're focusing on. And if we're doing our prayer and then we watch the news right before we go to bed, you know, it's it just cranking ourselves back up. So one right. of the things that I had to do was to unplug. So how do you be a faithful citizen unplugged? That's another story. <laughs> we're going to have to start to wind it down a little bit. But So I want to, if, if there were just a... a one, two items, Amy, that you would say to your listeners to start today, what would that be? What would you recommend to start this whole wellness? I would say there's the gift of breath and, and really taking that moment, that deep breath. We're, we're wired physiolo physiologically for a deep breath to actually to make a huge change with us. So we can think of it as being the breath of the Holy Spirit, invite the Holy Spirit in, help us to be more aware and help us be more present in our day. I would say drink your morning water. And, and basically the two most important ingredients to be healthy are oxygen and water. And if you're well, not... the last time you told me love. Well, <laughs> what, that, that's definitely an ingredient. But yeah. if you don't get oxygen and water, all the rest of the supplements and the diet and all the rest of it isn't going to matter. Absolutely. So yes, the, the love is something we breathe in. So that's where I, I use breath to bring in the love. Um, but then we got to have the water as well, because when you start doing breathing, you're going to cleanse and you need that water to flush those toxins out. Absolutely. This has been way too short. We all come back in six months and sure. we can I'll let it be the topic of your choice. OK, <laughs> and let you talk more because I had so many questions. I, I can't thank you guys enough for coming and sharing your wisdom with us. And I pray to have you back here in about six months and talk some more. Um, until then, folks, you're listening to Red Sea Radio. I'll be here back next month. But until then, go, please, and love your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs>